0: You're listening to Every Song Has a Story, an independent podcast that aims to provide a platform for artists to talk about their inspirations and their unique process of writing songs. Big City Productions is committed to carrying on the conversation about local art and culture in your community. Hey, hey, what's up? We're at it again, bringing you another talented songwriter who's been busy traveling the world while gazing at the horizon and exploring what it means to be an artist in 2023 and beyond.
1: We have to say thank you for all the kind words we've received. And although we've been too shy to mention it, if you want to support the show, hit the link in the description.
0: This is a passion project, but expenses do add up, and every little bit counts.
1: We appreciate your contribution. It really helps keep the wheels on the road.
0: Now on to business. Our next songwriter is what people call a prolific artist. While building her reputation as a folk and country-based songwriter with her first three albums, her latest release, for each flower growing, expresses the continuous evolution of a serious artist.
1: When her producer and close friend passed away, she knew the album had to become something different. She began to reimagine what folk music could be while maintaining a strong connection to her musical past.
0: With the help of Sam Corbett of the Sheepdogs, she managed to create an audio experience with expertly placed sonic details that help you discover something new each time you listen through.
1: In March, she'll be in Saskatoon for her album release party before she heads east to Toronto. So if you're lucky enough to find yourself in the area, grab a ticket, and support live music,
0: for more information, find us on Instagram at every song has a story. Or as always, bigcity.com.
2: Just you know, there's a lot of songwriting cliches, but I think you just gotta go with what what feels right to you. That was initially how the song started, and by the time I finished it, I was like, all right, that just showed me exactly what I need to do. The crowd just like went totally quiet. It was so much fun to sing it when, you know, everybody's listening. It's always kind of like an intense experience. Hi, I'm Ellen Fraze. I'm a folk singer-songwriter from Saskatoon. And today we're going to be talking about my song, The Things That I Have Left to Do.
0: Could you describe the day that the idea for the song came to you?
2: Yeah, I think I was sort of feeling overwhelmed with the amount of uh, tasks that come with, you know, making a decision to drastically change up your life in some way. And I think that's where the initial idea came from. You know, when you're like dreading, you know, a big change in your life, but all of a sudden the realization hits you that you can't avoid it any longer. And then it starts getting like, okay, it's the first thing I have to do here.
0: Could you tell us a little bit more about the inspiration for the lyrics?
2: I think it was, like, the honestly, the that line, like, the title line, like, things that I have left to do. I was just thinking of that and, like, feeling overwhelmed by what I needed to do, and I think I was sort of just, like, making a list. I was starting to make a list, and then it sort of, like, turned into this song. So I wrote it pretty quickly. Um, yeah, it just kind of happened. But I don't know, just been going through, like, a lot of, Big changes and, you know, getting a little older. Time to change things up.
0: And so what came first, the music or the words?
2: Um, For me, they usually happen at the same time. Like, I'll, I'll have a line in my head and I'll just start, like, you know, strumming some chords and then just we'll all kind of happen together.
0: So do you write in silence or do you have your guitar in your hand?
2: Yeah, I always have my guitar So I'm, like, strumming chords at the same time the lyrics are sort of happening. And I, yeah, it both happens at the same time.
0: And so do you have a notepad beside you, or do you just kind of freestyle?
2: Um, I usually have a notepad and, like, just, like, voice recordings on my phone. So if, like, something cool seems to be happening, I'll, like, make sure to hit record. And then I'll have this, like, 10-minute long recording of me just, like, trying out random words and chords. And sometimes it sounds like shit. But uh, other times there's like a decent line in there. Then I just roll with that and it will eventually form itself into a version of the song.
0: Could you describe the perfect setting for writing a song?
2: Just in my like little office at home with uh, nobody around to hear me embarrass myself.
0: And what did you learn when you were writing this song?
2: Um, writing that song was kind of cathartic because it kind of, like, helped me answer some questions for myself that, um, I don't know. You know how sometimes, like, it really helps to just, like, journal or, like, make lists of pros and cons or, like, things that you need to complete before you get to a certain step. Like, that was initially how the song started, and by the time I finished it, I was like, all right, that just showed me exactly what I need to do. So it's funny how it works like that sometimes.
0: And did you write this song with a specific audience in mind?
2: No, no, I never really. I'm trying to not do that anymore. Like when I used to play bluegrass, I, I would always try to write like upbeat songs just because I knew who would be like watching and listening. But I'm really trying to just like write things for myself and not, not write them thinking about the people that are going to you know, maybe hear it one day. Cause I find my best songs. I'm not really thinking about what anyone else is gonna like think of it, you know.
0: And as the song plays through, I'm wondering what part continues to resonate with you. What lyric?
2: Oh, I think the end. When I, whenever I come to the end and I'm singing it live, I get really sad. <laughs> um, like forgetting's just the thing I've left to do. I think that kind of like sums up the whole song. And...
0: Forgetting what? Sorry.
2: Well, I guess it's a little bit of a breakup number. So just like, yeah, I guess forgetting just like the the pain and the, you know, the hard times and like the getting through the breakup and stuff. It's just like time is, (laughs) time's basically the only remedy. So in the end, once you've completed all the steps or whatever to, like, change your life up, then the only thing left to do is just, like, settle into the new life and try to, like, I don't know, I guess forget or... Yeah, does that make sense?
0: Have you ever performed this song? And if you have, could you maybe talk about a memorable time that you did?
2: Yeah, I've performed this song lots, both with a full band and, and live. And I actually... Um, I had a good time playing it in Germany. I, we were playing at this hostel... And first we thought nobody was going to be there, but then, like, German people are so prompt that, like, <laughs> at the exact time the show was meant to start, the whole place just, like, filled up. And I was starting to play this song, and the the crowd just, like, went totally quiet, and it was awesome. It was so much fun to sing it, but I also, like, really got into the feelings a bit more, like, when, you know, everybody's listening. It's always kind of, like, an intense experience, Especially when it's a room full of, like, German people.
0: <laughs> you were in Germany?
2: Yeah, I was in Germany the past um, two weeks doing a, like, singer-songwriter tour with two other Canadian artists. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I just got back a couple nights ago.
0: So what was the most challenging aspect of getting this song ready to record?
2: I think probably just how, like, vulnerable the song is. Um, Like, it was one of those songs that, like, I I wrote it pretty quick and, like, yeah, it was fun recording and recording it and working with people to get it produced. But it is probably, like, I don't know, I feel like it's my most emotionally vulnerable song that I've written. So it's just, like, knowing people are listening to it and, like, poof, it's a sad one, I think.
0: Do you usually write from your perspective or do you kind of take on a character when you're writing?
2: I think that, like, as... I'm getting older, I'm getting more comfortable with, like, writing from my perspective, or, like, being more, like, open and vulnerable with the songs I'm writing. Because, yeah, like I said, I'm getting more into, like, not thinking about other people as much when I'm writing. So when you don't have that, like, blocking your creativity or whatever, you're just, like, writing very honestly for yourself.
0: So where was the song, Things I Have Left To Do, recorded?
2: Was recorded at rec hall studios in saskatoon
0: did anyone accompany you on the song for the recording
2: yeah so um i had a full band recording with me so it's uh clayton lindicum chris mason and sam corbett and sam also produced the album so he had a big hand in all the tracks as well
0: and were there any like unique recording tricks used when you were tracking the song
2: not really. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about recording, to be very honest, which was why it was nice to have Sam <laughs> in there helping me out. There were a few times where he wanted me to, like, double my vocals, which sounded, I think, really, like, good and professional in the end, which is something that I wasn't used to doing because I grew up, like, playing bluegrass and, like, you know, raw folk music. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know. Just a few. There's a few, like, synthesizers and drum machines on this album, which was really fun for me. Yeah, it's just stuff like that.
0: Is there a funny story that comes to mind when thinking back to the recording sessions?
2: Oh, man. Well, the whole... (laughs) I feel like there's always just, like, funny things that happen every day in the studio. Like, what you get, like... I don't know, you're spending like eight or nine hours together with these people in a day and you kind of get kind of loopy by the end of it. But I can't remember any specifics. I'm sure some would come up, but...
0: <laughs> and so if you could record anywhere, where would you choose to record a few songs?
2: Jeez, I don't actually know. I'm like not one of those people that has their eye on certain like recording studios and stuff. Like, I basically just recorded with Barrett Ross and Jill Mack in Saskatoon. So that's kind of like my favorite place. Um, But I would like to record something totally onto tape, like, with a live band, like, all in, like, one take. So anywhere I could do that would be awesome.
0: Where is the best place we can find this song?
2: Uh, You can find the things that I've left to do on Spotify and Bandcamp and, yeah, all the usual places online. I don't have any vinyl or CDs yet, but I'm hoping to get some vinyl in the near future. Yeah, things that I have left to do is from my album called For Each Flower Growing. And it's, uh, yeah, 10 new songs that I wrote.
0: So where do you listen to music?
2: I like to stream stuff um, just because it's, uh, (laughs) it's easy and I'm driving around a lot. But I do have a CD player in my van. And I like to pick up CDs, like when I'm touring with people, like CDs of musicians that I you know, see at live shows. I love going to live shows. Love listening to our records at home.
0: What can we expect from you in the future?
2: Well, I am just about to start a new uh, songwriting um, phase. So hopefully a new album before too long. And I'm not sure exactly what what it's going to sound like or look like. But, yeah, I'm really excited and feeling really inspired these days. So hopefully... Hopefully it comes soon. I'm also going to be doing lots of playing in and around Toronto.
0: You have a last-minute show scheduled at a really big venue. Who do you call to join you on stage, and who else would you want to see on the bill?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Who do I call to join me on stage? I really love Casey and Clayton. <laughs> um, I just love all my pals in the Saskatchewan music scene, honestly. Like, I'm just... So happy to have played with everyone here that I have. Um, They're all amazing and it's a really tight-knit community. And I wish I could open for Mapachi, who is a band out of L.A. that I've been really into. That would be a good pick.
0: So when you're about to go on stage, what's running through your mind the minute before you go on?
2: Um, just hoping that I, um, (laughs) drank enough tea and my voice isn't going to sound bad and curious about what the vibe is going to be once I get up there because you never kind of know what what way it's going to go until you get up I don't I don't really get too nervous anymore but I'm always just you know curious and excited about what what it's going to be like
0: and what advice would you give to anyone starting out as a songwriter
2: probably just the advice that everybody says but just like write as much as you can and just like have fun and and don't don't be writing for anybody else. Like don't don't think about what what you think a, sh- a song should be like. Like I feel like I got so caught up in that at one point. Just, you know, there's a lot of songwriting cliches, but I think you just gotta go with what what feels right to you and just like practice it a whole bunch. Do a whole bunch of journaling without worrying about what who's gonna read it. Yeah, just write a whole bunch.
0: Can you give a shout out to anyone you think we should check out?
2: Yeah, I think you should check out um, Doghouse Orchestra from Toronto and Casey and Clayton and Wolf Willow and the local group from Saskatoon. They're all wonderful. Just, you know, there's a lot of songwriting cliches, but I think you just got to go with what, what feels right to you. That was initially how the song started, and by the time I finished it, I was like, all right, that just showed me exactly what I need to do. The crowd just, like, went totally quiet. It was so much fun to sing it. When, you know, everybody's listening, it's always kind of, like, an intense experience. Hey, this is Ellen Fraze, and you're listening to Every Song Has a Story with Big City Productions.